Paul, President of Veterinary Ireland, do you know anything about whistling? Are you whistling while you work no, as a vet? Cannot, no, cannot whistle. I'm, I'm tone deaf. <laughs> uh, well, that doesn't matter for your, for your job as a vet. I guess I was surprised because vets are so well respected. They're so vital to the rural community and the urban com- community as well. It's taking up to a year to fill a position as a vet in certain pra- practices, whether you're in country or, or in the city. Why is that? What are the issues? Well, that, I think, uh, Hannah, that's more of a problem in rural areas. And that's to do with, I suppose, a couple of factors, like their social isolation is one. Uh, the uh, unsociable hours that, that a lot of vets have to work with. And I suppose um, rotas and retention of vets. It's, it's a multifactorial thing. You can't put it down to one thing, uh, really. And um, but uh, it's an intense lifestyle, especially spring calving cows. You've got well over a million calves hitting the ground in the, in the springtime, and vets are being called out. And we talk about rural practices. There might only be two people in those practices covering days and nights. Yeah, and that is that is a big issue, and that out of hours uh, issue is, is becoming a, a, a more and more of a big issue. And um, the Department of Agriculture and the Veterinary Council, and hopefully Veterinary Ireland, want to look at this workplace and see what can be done about that. Because if, it, if, if something is not sorted out on them issues, it's a possibility that in certain areas, especially along the western seaboard, it, it might be impossible to get a vet in, in, in coming years. And that, that's going to cause its own problems uh, with animal welfare and with, you know, other factors... A support payment has been brought in in Scotland for rural vet practices there. Could you see a need for that here? Yeah, I think there's a support payments. You can look at support payments across a couple of ways. Uh, OK, you can directly support. I don't know, that's that's not a factor at the moment. Or you can uh, support it through schemes like the TASA schemes that are we, you're probably well aware of, yeah, the parasite schemes and like that. And they, they help veterinary practices in, in that they're an income stream and, and that's that that's another way of doing it. So there are there are a couple of ways and they need to be looked at. I guess what I didn't realise as well, there's well there's uh, there's only one vet school on the island of Ireland, UCD. Uh, they produce about eighty Irish graduates every year. But there's up to hundred and twenty young people travelling abroad to study veterinary science every year in from the UK to Budapest to Poland. Um, is there a need for a second veterinary college in Ireland? Yeah, Veterinary Ireland recognised that need. There is, a, there is a need for a second veterinary college. Uh, we uh, send a lot of students to Eastern Europe uh, and the UK. There's a, a lot of students go to the UK as well. Um, and a second veterinary college. Now, as we're here in Limerick, uh, UL in Limerick has been mentioned as 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 that uh, place to put that college. There are other there are, there are other there are other locations as well uh, mentioned. But um, the, the need for a secondary uh, for a second veterinary college is definitely needed. But but that in itself is not the the only factor. Uh, the retention of vets. Is 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 one of the? It's it's not all about graduating vets. It's about retaining them vets in practices uh, going forward. Something that we touched on at the beginning of the show, we mentioned new on farm regulations, and that's for farmers and vets in regards to prescribing animal medicines, and not just animal medicines, but wormers. You've got uh, porons as well, say for lice, yeah. for example. Right now, there's a pen and paper system that's been in effect for ages. If I'm looking for an antibiotic for an animal, I get a paper prescription. There's going to be a major national 
digital overhaul that's going to happen across the country so that the Department of Agriculture will be able to see exactly what vet every, every, what every vet prescribes to every farmer in Ireland. There's going to be a bird's eye, eye view. Um, it, it's on a huge scale and it's meant to happen in December. Am I right? Are, yeah, people, are, I, are vets ready for that? Um, well, it's proposed that the 4th of December is the, is the date that this will happen. Uh, are vets ready? No. Are the Department of Agriculture ready? No. Is the IT system ready? No. Is the therefore overall, I, I, we 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 in veterinary Ireland don't see that happening uh, at the moment. It's 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 not it's not viable to happen at the moment. Uh, you represent about half the vets in Ireland. Has there been a test run or anything like that done yet? There's been a couple of test runs. Um, it's, and 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 it's not looking very very good for vets because it's it's going to be very time consuming. Um, like one vet put the, any prescription is going to take at least four minutes. So depending on how many prescriptions you have to write in a day, you know it it that can add up to a serious workload for both the vets and the admin staff in veterinary practices. I guess the idea is that it will hopefully cut down on the use of antibiotics. Some of the antibiotics used in animal medicine are used in human health as, as well. So and AMR, antimicrobial resistance, is a big issue. But farmers on the ground are going to be wondering, how do they get a digital prescription? Is it via email, via text? It's, it's, it? a, it's an SMS text is what's proposed okay. at the moment. So a text will come into their phone uh, and they can then uh, get, that, uh, uh, get their product in either pharmacy, veterinary practice, uh, licensed merchant or, 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 um, or co-op. Yeah. Um, I, I guess you are a national, uh, um, you are a local authority vet and people are going to be wondering what do local authority vets do? Well, that's that's a question I've often been asked. What do what, what do county councils need vets for? But basically, I suppose we have a multi, multi. We do a lot of roles, but we have three main roles, and them three roles are, uh, I suppose, uh, control of horses. Big issue in Limerick. Big issue in Limerick, but very good work being done in Limerick with, with uh, in in Myros and with uh, uh, with Andrew O'Byrne is doing a great great work over there in Myros, and. Um, uh, we do a lot of work with urban horses. Like we even, like my colleague James Madden has a has a, a very good um, project running with autistic children. Uh, with uh, from that, research. That's, in that's brilliant. But it's, they provide a really vital service. The minister uh, earlier mentioned that, say, if a farmer in Donegal wanted to process their own sheep, for example, you would be the person who oversees the food and safety regulations in that local abattoir. That local abattoir can't exist without a local authority vet. But from my understanding, it has is there even a local authority vet in Limerick at the minute? Is there an issue there in regards to recruiting local authority vets? There's an issue in recruiting local authority vets and it's to do with the service contract that the local authorities have with the Food Safety Authority of Ireland. There's um, there's protracted and as yet unresolved and, and we're looking at uh, having no contract on the first of January, twenty twenty-four. That that's that can cause problems, Hannah, because, like we we provide regulatory oversight to uh, you know to about one hundred and seventy-five abattoirs and two hundred and twenty-five meat plants in the country, and um, there has been no. Well, I can't say no recruitment of vets. There's been very limited uh, recruitment of vets, so that's leaving a huge. 
uh, gap in the service. The resources aren't there to provide that. And the problem with that is that's, that, that, that can lead to a food safety risk. Okay, well, that's that's serious indeed. Paul McDermott, President of Veterinary Ireland, thank you so much for coming in and giving us your time this morning. Thank you very much, Anne.